This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And I'm Frank Rogers. Your microphone is not on. There, there we are. Oh, how many years have I been in this business? And I, Not yeah, long I, enough. Uh, hello, hello up there. Yeah. Well, good morning. Yes, uh, I'm Frank Proctor, and I'm sitting beside Charlie Dobbin, who's come in here with a spade. She'll start digging in the, the floor here in a moment, looking for whatever's burgeoning Piles that perhaps um, yes. somebody is Yeah, burgeoning flowers, you might say. <laughs> Bushes, yes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, a very fond uh, good morning to each and every one of you. Uh, we're going to have lots of fun today in the show, as per usual, of course. And, uh, Charlie, just let me mention that we have a little mantra here in the show. Okay. The Garden Show, right? We do. Uh, call early, call often, one question per call. And then if you're a first-timer, you, you know, you get on, get on there, we want you to welcome you. So you let James know you're a first-timer, and we will uh, send out the wind chimes to denote you there that's it see right and that is uh your welcome sound exactly. and it also awards you your garden wings oh, which allows good. you to float above the garden and have more fun than anybody else well there you are yes i feel it's very it's elf-like right about fun. now <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that being said, uh, Charlie, at this point in time, you usually come in here with a raft of notes. Thank you very much. You're absolutely right. And I, as usual, have my raft. <laughs> well, float away. <laughs> I wish Please. I had wings, but I don't. No. Okay, so tomorrow, all right, things that are coming up. Tomorrow, the Ontario Rock Garden and Hardy Plant Society wants everyone to know that gardening rocks. And tomorrow, you can learn more about rock gardens and the fun of, and how much gardening does rock at the November meeting, which is featuring Virginia Hildebrand. Uh, okay, that, so... Does that mean they get stoned? I mean... Uh, they, <laughs> good well, question. Yeah, right. I think we should go and check it out, though. Okay. All right. Uh, Virginia is speaking on plants of the Arctic, which should be extremely interesting. They do meet at the Toronto Botanical Gardens, which is at 777 Lawrence Avenue East. The, they do meet in the Floral Hall. It's free admission. It's a fully accessible. There's free parking. Everybody's welcome. And the meeting takes place tomorrow, 1 to 4 p.m. Oh, sorry. Where again was that? Toronto Botanical Gardens. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so that's going on. And then Monday, <clears throat> this is an interesting thing. <clears throat> There's a tree tour and urban forest forum. I'm looking at you because you're... Well, I'm just trying to get my buddy's <clears throat> attention in oh, the next okay. room there, James. Uh, do we do exercises? Yes, shortly? we do. Oh, very yes, good. Okay. Yeah, you're warming up. Well, I'm warming up. But don't you like start putting on that latex suit or anything? Well, not yet. Actually, latex. I don't know if it's latex. <laughs> Spandex. So, tree. <laughs> there's a tree tour and urban forest forum coming yep. up on Monday, and the topic is emerging research trends. Mm. So, for more than 50 years, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> for more than 50 years, the Ontario Urban Forest Council has been advocating and educating on the benefits of urban trees. So they're hosting two exciting events in Toronto uh, 
this Sunday. Why do I say Sunday? Oh, that is Sunday. Is today the eighth? Yes. yes. <laughs> All right. So it's yes. not Monday. This it's tomorrow. Well prepared little message brought to you by. Oh, sorry. Shush. Sunday, November 9th. You always <laughs> like to tease me when I screw this up. At the Dover Court Boys and Girls Club, 180 West Moorland Avenue in Toronto, starting at 10 a.m. There will be a neighborhood tree tour. So leaving from the southeast corner of Dover Court Park, the tour is led by a bunch of serious tree people, not just tree lovers. These are real tree knowledgeable people. Okay. At one o'clock, there'll be a presentation and a panel to discuss emerging research trends in urban forestry. There's a bunch of PhD candidates that are um, presenting yeah. what they've been learning in a very uh, sort of casual format, and it won't be over anybody's head. Everybody is welcome. And these people are experts. I mean, you're right, <clears throat> and yeah. they're cutting edge. Okay. Okay. So it's sorry, all... not barking up the wrong people is what I'm getting to. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, oh, you just I don't want. It's time. To, for you to remember how to turn off your mic, I think. Oh. <laughs> um, so tickets can be purchased at the website okay. www.oufc.org. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Too much giggling already. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> all right. I've got more going on here. Monday, November the 10th, 8 p.m., the Agent Court Garden Club will be holding their monthly meeting. And, of course, they meet at the usual location of Knox United Christian Education Center, 2575 Midland Avenue. That's Midland and Shepherd Avenue. Uh, Shirley Bins is doing a presentation on Christmas containers. Uh, she's going to provide a demo and share tips on how to make beautiful containers. And, of course, everyone is welcome. Oh, my gosh, here's another one. November 11th, Remembrance Evening, Tuesday night, 7.30 p.m., the Scarborough Garden and Hort Society is having their annual general meeting and free Christmas decoration lessons brought to you by Sheridan Nurseries. They meet at the Scarborough Village Community Center, 3600 Kingston Road at Markham Road. Again, everyone's welcome and refreshments are included. And um, that that's it? all I'm going to share with okay. you for now. I'm, yeah, well, I'm glad we, we're going to be coming up to a break shortly so I have a chance to really cough. I think I'm coming down with a cold. Oh, and, stay away from me. But, yeah, okay, no kissy huggies then. Yeah. Uh, and James James ran out to give me a little – one of those little pyramid – well, it's actually – it doubles as a dunce cap when it's it, empty. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> Don't start coughing. <laughs> Here we go. Uh-oh. Uh, all right. So, Let me take a drink. Mm. So mm-hmm. at this point, while you're drinking and yes. getting ready to do ready, some real yes, exercises uh, – I'm, I'm, I'm going to use up and down my finger. Yeah, there, I'm just going to mention why are we exercising? Well, Four the, you know, snow is coming, right? Yes. They're saying – I'm cold. hearing cold. Arctic, what is it? Polar Express or something. Yeah, Polar. coming down from Alaska yeah. or something. So, mm. yeah, snow shovels are coming out. Fans are getting put away. Uh, it's time to get ready for the next season and be in good shape to do so. Uh, don't want to be in any kind of pain, and those uh, joints can really get us down. Now, that's where Sierra Sil helps both of us for on a couple levels. The pills are taken to relieve joint pain, and of course, the topical spray. I can attest personally to the effectiveness of that t- topical spray. It's marvelous. Yeah, so and it's you really. You smell like it fell out of a t- pine tree. I'm and then we get that image of you falling out of the <laughs> pine tree again. That's where the dunce cap comes in, I think. All right, so uh, bottom line, we both speak on behalf of Sierra Sil being very effective for us. It may be effective for you too. Give them a call for more information, 1-877-JOINT-14, or check them on the web, sierrasil.ca. S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. 
Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, Forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, flocks, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Hello and good morning once again. Frank Proctor. Cough free now. Thank you very much. And Charlie You're Dobbin, all set to get to our callers. And wouldn't you know, right out of the gate, Charlie, I know it's we great. have yeah a first time caller. And I believe it's Siva. Is that the correct pronunciation? Siva. Yes. There are your bells. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Good morning. Welcome. I've, I've been trying for so long. This morning, I thought I'd call at five to. And <laughs> hey, I got... way to go! <laughs> okay, my question is: I have a. Bailey's plant, mm-hmm. and it's very skinny, mm-hmm. and I was wondering if I can cut it maybe in the middle to make it spread. Hmm. So it's in a pot, obviously. Yes, yes. And when you say skinny, is it, a, is it like a little tree with a single stem? Or? Yes, it's very stringy. Okay. And has, did it go outside in the summer? Yes. When it was outside, did you end up putting it out in the sun, or did you keep it in the shade the whole time? I, I kept it in between sun and shade, but oh. not very hot. Okay. So... And so when you say skinny, so you mean not, there's a lot, not a lot of leaves, there's quite a lot of branching? or It, it has leaves, but it's very, it's like a thread looking at it, mm-hmm. you know? So I didn't know if I should cut mm-hmm. it or leave it. What I would do, this is not the optimal time to do any kind of cutting or pruning okay. in an effort to encourage new growth, okay. which is what you want, right? You right. want to cut it and you want to see a bunch of new growth come out from where all those pruning uh, cuts have been made. Okay. The optimal time to do that would be mid-February late February. Okay. In the meantime, though, do everything in your power to keep that plant as happy as possible. Yes. Get it into a sunny window. Yes. Uh, put a tray of pebbles below okay. with water in the pebbles okay. so that there's lots of humidity or spritz it. It loves humidity. Okay. Uh, and, of course, only water when it's fairly dry. Don't, okay. don't be careful to not overwater. Okay. And then, yeah, go crazy in late February. Take all the tips off. Wherever there's a tip, a little branch, stems, take off an inch or so off of every single stem there back to the first leaf or back to the first little bumpy node and or whatever is dead should be removed at that time as well and then you could fertilize then as well okay and you should see the whole thing spring forth looking way better okay okay great i had a lovely summer garden i hadn't bought any vegetables this year uh-huh. and i grew a carving pumpkin that was almost 50 pounds i couldn't believe wow. it it was so big it fell off the vine no oh, and that came out of the compost or did you actually plant that i planted it i took a seed from a store, and I, I just planted it, and it grew. Nice. Wow. The trees and spread, and it was fabulous. Oh, yeah. Pumpkins, where they can really take over the yard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But because it was a carving one, not yeah. like the Canadian, yeah. I, I was surprised because I didn't think it would get so big get that way. Yes. Wow. Good for you. Caribbean right. pumpkin. I've Good never heard story. of that before. Yes. It's beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Even the butternut squash was like 27 inches long. Huge. My Lord. Boy, you should have been down maybe entering at the Royal Winter Fair <laughs> and some of that. Uh, yeah. Which is I going know. awesome. I just Next year, thank everything you. and gift to my neighbors. Yeah. Oh, Oh, thanks so much for calling. Good show. What a nice nice start to the program this morning, Steve. Thank you very much for calling. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right. Have a great weekend, and uh, thank you for keeping it right where it is, AM 740 Zoomer Radio. And, uh, Charlie, I see we're approaching our first break here, so maybe we'll take a break. Is that okay? Sure. Unless you wanted to interject something on your own show. No, no, Uh, I wouldn't uh, want to interrupt you. You, You're doing a good job taking (laughs) control as usual. All righty. So what we'll do then with uh, with the boss's approval 
We'll take a little uh, break here, and because we are broadcasting live and direct from the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village, and uh, we'd be delighted to welcome you. The door will be open when you come back. In fact, I'll leave it open right now. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And the old sous chef of the garden here. <laughs> Frankie Proctor, nice to have you along here. Charlie, you're looking especially you uh, vibrant much. today, might I say. Well, thank you. Yeah. Not quite as vibrant as the, the next show is going to be with their glow-in-the-dark uh, uh, T-shirts. Oh, what? Well, what? You, Dave Red- Redinger in that oh, uh, yeah. oh, my. sweatshirt. My you gosh. should see it. You almost go blind when you it, see the truly, guy. Truly. Sunglasses. So, oh, something else. But, uh, yeah, it is rather a gray day. And, and look the, out for cold, cold weather coming in. Well, And the leaves have dropped. It was yep. coming down the Don Valley Parkway this morning. You know, there's been all the nice color and yeah. the trees have been really glowing. And now, all of a sudden, I guess that couple cold nights in the wind. That did it. It's, uh, it's yep. rather gray. There's a bit of yellow left, but not a lot. Not okay. a lot of vibrancy out there. Enjoy the inside, then, by listening yes. to AM740 and, and the Garden Show. And we'll talk, if we get a chance, a few important tips and reminders for everybody oh, prior to winter. Leslie, maybe the yeah, last really. thing we'll do, we'll leave some time to get all those little, uh, you know, yeah. wrapping up the summer yeah. and fall and looking toward winter stuff done. Yeah. Donna in Flamborough, being ever so patient on the line. Hi, good morning, and welcome to the show. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Frank. Morning. Morning. I have a question about some emergency uh, transplanting. Mm-hmm. We're having some remediation done in our yard, and it's going to involve moving, has to involve moving some of my vegetable garden, particularly the raspberries and the asparagus. Mm. This is going to happen uh, about the um, third week of November, and I'm hoping that I can actually dig up the plants and then put them back in the ground once it's done so they could potentially not be back in the ground until the first of december mm. or the first week in december that that shouldn't be that bad though i mean in the sense that the good thing is the weather should be consistently cool the plants are truly dormant okay and the likelihood of us having some kind of you know 40 below uh, uh sort of weather event isn't very likely in that time frame However, what you are going to want to do is uh, obviously lifting the asparagus and lifting the raspberries with as much soil and root attached to the plants as you possibly can. Okay. That might mean going to your local um, garden center or home center and getting yourself some uh, big hanks of burlap. There's a lot of burlap for sale right mm-hmm. now for people that are going to be wrapping evergreens, etc. Okay. And burlap can be very, very good when it comes to lifting and even just taking those, you know, soil encrusted root balls mm-hmm. and sitting them onto the burlap, putting, you know, how many, you've got a number of raspberry plants, I would assume, and a number of asparagus plants yeah. as well. So it's a, you know, if you want to save every single one, you're going to dig every single one. If you say, ah, you know what, we'll lose a few, but we'll definitely keep, you know. Mm-hmm. Half or whatever, but bottom line is by putting you, you, the best case you would pot these all up, but you probably don't want to go to that much trouble. Uh, you can, like I say, just by lifting, and the soil is nice and moist, so it should be holding in a ball quite well. 
You could wrap each ball with a chunk of burlap, or you could just, if the soil is, is fairly clay and holding together quite well, just having all those plants in a bunch on the burlap and then drag the burlap across the yard so it's out of harm's way, preferably in a spot in the yard where there will not be a lot of direct sunlight and there'll be very little wind. Okay. So you want to kind of go to the east side of the house if you can uh, and and sort of tuck those plants in a safe corner somewhere, mm. let all that remediation happen. Once that's all done, hopefully your topsoil and your good quality soil that you currently have in your vegetable garden hasn't been lost in the process or turned around too badly. And then you're right, you're going to want to put these plants back into the ground. If you do need to do a bunch of soil amending after this construction job, then even just what we would call healing the plants in. So that would be Getting the plants back into the ground before real winter hits with the understanding that you're going to take them out again in the spring, fix your soil, and then put them back permanently in the spring. They could potentially be out for at least a week. That's fine. As long as they're not in too much sun or too much wind, they should be fine. And like I say, try and maintain as much soil around those root balls as you can. And should I I, cut the stalks down first before I dig them out? You will find it's a lot easier to work with them if you do cut them down. I wouldn't cut them. Always, whenever we transplant, we always leave some roots behind. Like there's just no way you can lift every Mm. root. So just on principle, you know that you're going to do some cutting back of the top growth to balance off that cutting back of the root growth. Um, So even if it's cutting back by as little as a third or as much as a half of the plants, uh, you should be in good shape. And should I make sure they stay watered while they're out of the ground? If they're not in too much sun and they're not in too much wind, they probably won't need a lot of water. But when you do get them back into the ground, get some water on them then. Okay. Okay. Thank you. And is there any way they, do they need to be Uh, protected over the winter? They shouldn't need to be other than to recognize that as the ground freezes, they could get heaved up out of the ground. because they won't have got their roots down deep enough to hold on. Mm -hmm. So your job through the winter depending on what kind of winter we have, right? If we have lots of good snow cover, they'll stay down. But if we're having one of those winters where it's warm and cold and warm and cold, newly transplanted plants will often heave up right up to the surface. So just keep an eye, and if you do see them starting to move up, go outside if the ground isn't frozen, even if it just means piling some soil around or, you know... Leaves? uh, Well, leaves is one way you can help alleviate that problem mm. from happening. So a little bit of extra leaves on over the top. Oh, we got lots yeah, don't we all? So that's a good idea now when you do that, you know, replanting. But just sometimes we'll just go out, we'll just step on the plant to get it back down under the ground yeah. and then go back in March, April when things are really, you know, we're really in the garden and do a proper uh, replanting. Okay. okay. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks Donna. Have a great day. Thank nice you. Nice call. And uh, as are all our callers. Uh, matter of fact, you know, uh, James Patrick Dooley in the uh, next room there says, mm-hmm. oh, I see my fi- one of my favorite callers is on the line. And it's Mary, who is in Brampton now, but uh, she has a wonderful uh, Bronx or Brooklyn accent. And always- Hello, Mary. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good morning, yeah. where, Mary. Where did you live in New York? Just New so York I- City. New- yeah. Wh- what part? Lower East Side, Orchard and Delancey Street. Oh, man, I love that. I love that accent. Oh, beautiful. James is grinning. Yeah, he's... (laughs) (laughs) I I say good morning, James Patrick Dooley, and he knows my voice. Yes, he he goes, good morning, Mary. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we should reserve a seat in the studio for you. You're such a regular caller. Uh, Anyway, Mary, what's on your mind today? Okay, this is something I... I don't know if you ever had the question. I had or have an Astromira. Mm -hmm. Rhizomes, that's what what the root system is. 
Well, yes, they actually, I think they really are rhizomes or little tubers that the Alstroemeria grows from. Okay. Yep. Does it go dormant because it's dead? Yep, it does go dormant. Okay, how do I, how do I treat it? Do I treat it like a, like a tulip or... or, or uh Wow. Well, don't take it outside. That's because tulips it was, are. It was never outside. Okay, because yeah, tulips are hardy, and we leave them outside, and they come up in the spring. Alstroemeria is a tropical. It's from South Africa originally. It will not survive if okay. left outdoors. But that. Uh, so when did it go dormant? When did it? Oh all... gosh, at least two months ago. Okay. I mean, now it's dead. Are, well, are you? Well, by that I mean there's nothing there. There's nothing there. But while it was going down, while it was turning yellow and it was withering away, exactly. did you water it during that process? Yes, I did. Okay, so now your challenge will be to see if you killed it with too much water. No, no, I didn't overwater because I, I know not to do that. Okay, good. So if right now, if you stuck your fingers or a fork or what, you know, and you moved around the soil a bit, you would see some nice white, firm little tubers down there under oh, the soil. Okay, that's what they look like. Yeah. Okay. Okay. okay, so that's what you should have. If those are there and if they are nice and firm and healthy looking, then uh, in about, I probably, so has it just been sitting in your sort of... In a pot by the window. By the window, okay. Uh, I'd probably wait another month or so. I can double check this just to be absolutely sure. Uh, and what you're going to do is you're going to wake it back up uh, by just providing a little tiny bit of water. Oh, like a Christmas plant. like the, Yeah, like exactly. Amaryllis. Like an amaryllis, exactly. And um, oxalis will do that, little shamrocks. They'll sometimes go dormant, and then we wake them back up. Gloxinia does this. It disappears and looks like death in the pot. Yeah. One time, well, you're, I know Frank's going, what? One time when I lived thousands of miles away from home, uh, and it was my mom's birthday, I had a florist deliver a gloxinia to my mom in Toronto. First which is to a... Um so whatever. Yeah, it's a beautiful flowering plant, and she loved it. But then it started to die, and she was, oh, my gosh. And she didn't want to throw it away because, you know, yeah. her loving daughter had sent it to her. So she left this pot full of dirt just sitting yeah. in the living room, you know, wishing she hadn't killed it. Well, you know, three months later, it started to grow again. Yeah, come springtime. Yeah, what? exactly. Really? So it just responded. So she was so happy she hadn't thrown it away <laughs> because it actually came back, and it was beautiful, and it bloomed again. So it is one of those things that if you just let it be, it will start to grow again, okay. given the right conditions. So. Let it be another month. I'm going to double check and report back exactly whether you should give a little bit of water or just let it be and it will start to grow. The the stem that's completely died out, Mm -hmm. if I pull it out, it comes out automatically. Yeah, as long as there's no root attached, that's fine. Yep, yep. Like a toothpick. Yep. And and if you do want to check down under the soil, just make sure you've got some living tubers down there. Yeah. Then we'll know for sure uh, that they are alive, and I can help you with what's the next yeah. step I'm, and when. Yeah, I'm hoping to save it because I, I have, they're not easy to come by. No, that's right. And they're, and they're beautiful plants. Oh, they are gorgeous. Yeah. Thank you very much, people. Well, thank Thanks you. Thanks for calling, Mary. Have a good day. You, you betcha. Too. All the rest of the weekend, too, come Bye. to think of it. Uh, gee, you haven't even mentioned that I'm... Uh, Mr. Movember. That's here. a good point. I wasn't sure yeah. whether you just had a little smudge of dirt on your <laughs> upper lip there, oh. or whether you were actually participating. I am. I'm, I'm, I think I'm the only on-air guy at the station that's doing the Movember thing, and it's, really? of course, it's for men's prostate cancer research and men's uh, mental health issues. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm, and they they just got the website. Uh, Valerie up in our, our department there, that, that, you know, handles all the website Web stuff. stuff yeah. Has just put. I don't even know how to access my. I think what you do is just. Just go to the AM740 uh, webpage. James is going to find out how to do that. And it will tell you exactly how you can donate. And, uh, yeah. So are they, are they taking, like, daily photographs of you? Uh, to, weekly. To, weekly. Oh, weekly. Yeah, I've already got – and it's a horrible picture because <laughs> <laughs> Neil – 
<laughs> Neil Headley, our uh, yes. morning man, music yes. director, and uh, you know assistant director. program yeah. director. Yeah. Uh, he took a shot at me, but he just zoomed in on my face so much. It looks like you know one of those mirrors that. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I don't want you to think I really look like that. But uh, take a look. Take a look for it. Yeah, yeah. Old Frankie okay. Proctor. And then keep track of it. Mr. Movember. It, it might just um, kind of fill in over yeah, time. Yeah, you know, a couple of bucks. Uh, uh, we're trying to make, raise money with doing this and having fun doing it. Great idea. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, back to our calls here. I'm sorry I kind of got waylaid there by myself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> really? I, no, You're not sorry at all. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> Dorothy, right in, around the corner here, somewhere in Toronto. Hi, good morning and welcome to the show. Good morning, Charlie. Morning, Dorothy. Morning. Um... This summer, I bought uh, five uh, New Guinea plants. I came, you know, in baskets. Yeah, New Guinea impatiens, yeah. I thought I'd try and maybe keep them over the winter. Well, it doesn't stay in the house. So I took a branch, mm-hmm. two branches, to try and get new roots out of them. Mm-hmm. And they're sitting in water, but mm-hmm. they died. I know, and they're just turning to mush in the water, aren't they? Yeah. It's very hard to take cuttings and root cuttings from New Guinea impatiens at this time of year. If, we, if you had wanted to keep it, uh, keep some pieces of that plant, the time to have taken those cuttings would have been back August or early September. Uh, as, the, as the days go on and the days get shorter, the plant really starts to slow down. Uh, so, yes, it's a bit of a challenge. Do you have any good pieces of that New Guinea impatience left? Um, well, each one had a flower on it, and the flower shriveled in three hours. Okay. That's and I don't know whether it's too much water is doing it. No. It, well, the water is what causes the stems to rot. But always remember, too, when we are taking cuttings from a plant with the intention of trying to root those cuttings, if there's a flower on the cutting, should, you should always cut that away. Take it right away. It's, it, for the plant to sustain the, the flower and then grow roots is often more than it can handle. So um, so are you? have you got any pieces of cuttings left? that are, are worth trying to work with, or are they well, all just mush? I didn't look today to see what the plant looks like because we had a cold night. Oh, yeah, it's been outside overnight? Yeah. It'll be gone. But next year, let's plan for this, and let's plan to start doing some cuttings in August. We'll do a, a cuttings clinic next yeah. year in August to get everybody taking the cuttings mm-hmm. from their coleus and their, uh, their New Guinea impatience and perhaps uh, you know geraniums, a lot of things like that. That's the time to take the cuttings. But do you just put it in water? Water can work as long as the plant is um, at a sort of a physiological stage where it can grow the roots quickly, and then we get it into the water and out of the water in about a seven-day process. If the plant is growing so slowly that the roots are going to take months to grow, then it's better to stick those little cuttings into moist vermiculite or moist sand to get the roots growing. I see. Yeah. So I might just well throw out what I got now. Uh, you might. And okay. you might find if you look outside, it'll be pretty mushy, too. And it was if I chilly. this in August, mm-hmm. um, do I have enough to last all winter? Will it grow like that? Uh, depends how many cuttings you take. But, yeah, I mean, that's what many people will do with the intention of having those plants to actually put out in the garden the following spring. It wasn't because I was going to put them in the garden. I mm. was going to leave them in the house. Yeah, you just wanted the color and the prettiness in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so yes, potentially that can, it can work. Uh, do, you have, do you have a sunny window in your place? Yeah, I yeah. got uh, in the back. Yeah, so that's where as long as they would end up in a nice bright spot, they would continue to flower through the winter. 
But I didn't know if, if the water killed it. That's yeah, likely. Yeah, likely. It's Without a, putting any stimulants in the water. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a challenge to get cuttings really effectively growing at this time of year using water. Okay. Okay, Dorothy. All right, thank you. Thanks for calling. Bye. Always welcome here at the Garden Show from AM 740, Zoomer Radio. Frank Proctor along with Charlie Dobbin, who is a master gardener. And uh, as you can tell, very knowledgeable of everything in the garden, right? Uh, gee, we have two first-time callers coming up. Mike, wow, this is something else. Uh, first of all, from Selkirk, Ontario. Bruce, welcome to the show. And wait a minute, here come your wind chimes. Thank you, thank you. There you go. All welcome to the show, Bruce. Thank you, Charlie. I have a quick question. Mm-hmm. Is it too late to plant grass seed? It's never too late to plant grass seed, but the grass seed will not germinate now. Okay, so, it, it won't germinate till spring. and then, Correct. But it'll come up in the spring. It will, as long as a couple things happen. One is the grass seed has to stay where it is now. So I wouldn't plant a lot of grass seed on slopes at this time of year because the seed is likely to wash down in spring rains. Right, yes. So as long as it's a level ground, yes, it should be fine. The other thing is to make sure that the birds don't walk away with that or fly away with that (laughs) bird seed or grass seed. So get the seed down, get the seed in good contact with the open bare spots or the thin areas where you want to grow that grass seed. And then get some, just a very light layer of either, preferably potting soil, like a light um, soilless mix, quarter inch roughly on top of that grass seed. I see, yes. And then let that whole thing just sit like that all winter. Okay. okay, great. Thank you so much. Um, just before you go, one more thing, Bruce. There is a fertilizer that many people use in the spring that's got corn gluten meal in it, uh-huh. and it's designed to help with controlling crabgrass and dandelions in our lawns. Just make sure you do not use that fertilizer next spring until your grass seed has started to grow. Okay. Okay, because that corn gluten meal will stop the grass seed seeds from germinating. I see, yeah. Okay. Okay. So you can you. fertilize Appreciate in the spring, but just not with the corn gluten meal fertilizer. That's right. right. Excellent. I got gotcha. you. Good. Thank you. Good Thank you very that. much, and yep. uh, all the Thanks. best to those folks listening in from right. Selkirk. Okay. Uh, and we're going to have to take just a little bit of a break. And, boy, we got a surprise for you uh, coming up next. Don't, don't, oh, don't, I love yeah, surprises don't, don't, don't when I'm the on the radio with you guys. Now, Ooh. wait a minute. Don't look at the screen and don't look at me because I, I am you. I'm changing, <laughs> changing into exactly. my Sierra Silman suit. <laughs> Yes, it's, it's, it's the lycra. It, it's the lycra. Spandex. Oh, Woo. tight. Ooh. <laughs> oh, God. Good. I'm not looking. Oh, I'm not looking. I'm doing my exercises now. Okay. It's Sierra Silman on the air. And why is he doing Sierra Silman <laughs> on the air? We're not sure. Oh, yes, because Frank remembered to take his Sierra Sil pills. I, I take mine in the morning, and I think so does Frank. Three little pills every day. And what happens is, is there's something magical in them. It's mineral supplement, mineral, naturally occurring mm-hmm. minerals that makes the joints work smoothly. And, and they're like oiled or something, you know? It's like WD-40 for yeah, people. For yeah, for the people. Yeah, exactly, for the joints. So uh, that has obviously been working for Frank, and that's why he's doing his exercises. And he's got his lycra suit on. Yeah, I know. It's just, uh, but it, so, it helps me do my exercise. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. Wait. Yes. I better get out of this suit right now. Oh, I better close my eyes. <laughs> All right. So for more information, call Sierra Sill in Vancouver, one eight seven seven joint 14 or check them on the web, sierrasill.ca. And don't forget about that topical spray. It works. I know. I, I use it. Okay. And uh, Sierra Sill is S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. 
Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And every Saturday morning, it's my pleasure to come into the studio with Charlie. Frank Proctor here. And by the way, just found out, thank you, James, for checking all this out. Uh, you can check out my Movember stash by going to the AM His 740. dirty upper lip. I mean stash. <laughs> AM 740 Facebook page on, on our uh, website, okay? AM 740. All righty. Good. Uh, that being said, we get calls from, you know, fair fair distance away from the station here, uh, all over the province, of course. Well, we're going to make a record here. Uh, this Let's welcome Wolf in from uh, Smithers, B.C., and he's a first-time caller. Here come the wind chimes for you, Wolf. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Wolf. Good morning. How are you guys? Great. Good. How are you? Good. Good. Well, yeah, we moved up to Smithers about four years ago, mm. and we've been trying to uh, plant corn, and we're in a higher elevation than the actual town. Right. And it usually gets up about two feet, and then we usually get a frost in September that kills it, or August even. I was wondering if there was a variety uh, of corn that can handle frost better. Or Okay, so there's really no corn that can, can handle frost. Uh, okay. And the other thing about corn, like, I know, so you've got a thing about corn, obviously. I do, I miss it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, the thing about corn, too, is that it requires a certain number of what are called heat units. So this is temperatures of a certain level for a certain period of time in order to begin to flower. Then, of course, the pollination has to take place. Then the fruits grow or the cobs grow. So it it is a challenge when you get to northern mm-hmm. altitudes or, or northern latitudes, either one. Okay. Um, there, there really isn't a, that I know of any frost-resistant corn. However, I mean, I'm, have you tried looking? I mean, you've tried some corn, obviously, and it grows, but you just never get any, you never get a harvest. Yeah, the wife bought some offline and it got up to about almost waist high and it had little baby uh, cobs on it. Oh, sweet. And I thought, ooh, we did it. <laughs> and then the frost came and it went away. <laughs> <laughs> so you could do what they do in Florida. I mean, they, when frost is due in the orchards, mm-hmm. and of course the oranges and the grapefruits certainly don't want frost, they do a couple of things. One is they put the water on, they keep the water on during a frost event. They also okay. hire helicopters to come in and oh, hover yeah. overhead to move the, the cool air out and the warm air push the warm air down. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just wondering if you, or you could come up with some kind of a version that would work for you to uh, electric blankets. Drones. A drone. Yeah, <laughs> some drones out there, yeah, to move the air well, when it's getting cold. helicopter, but I don't know. Yeah, you need big blades. <laughs> yeah. The other thing is maybe start the corn earlier. Like, how early are you starting the corn? Um, well, let me see. January, February, March, April. Usually it's about the end of April because... That's when our snow's gone. Right, yeah, ground's frozen. starting to thaw out. Yeah, I mean, worst case, you could start the corn indoors and then transplant it outside. Okay. Right? Little individual pots. I mean, it'd be a huge undertaking, but start it a little bit earlier. If you have some grow lights or a nice, hot, sunny location in your home, get those little seedlings germinated, get them up even three, four, five inches tall before you go outside. Uh, at the end of April. Would have to them at all? Or? Yes, yes. You'd have to heart what's called hardening off. You'd have to slowly introduce them to the real world. Okay. Uh, take them out for an hour a day and then back in. And, you know, it's that whole... Because the indoor world is is so much different than the outdoor world, particularly in the, the cool well, spring. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that'd be worth a try. Okay. Um, otherwise, I suggest Brussels sprouts, onions, potatoes, <laughs> <laughs> kohlrabi. Yeah, we got lots of turnips. 
I bet. Oh, bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, say, before you uh, scoot away on us and get yeah. busy out there in the Smithers, uh, I love your name. It's so cool. Wolf. That's your, oh. your given name, is it? It is. And, uh, of course, the only wolf I know of uh, at the moment is uh, Wolf Blitzer from CNN. Uh, but do you ever have a problem growing up with uh, Wolf as a first name? Not at all. Oh, but, but, yeah, well, I, people howl at me. And, yeah. <laughs> well, I gave a howl there at yeah. the start of the show, but I think it's real cool. But uh, as uh, as you're Wolf is a, is a traditional German name, yeah. right? You probably have some German ancestry. No, it's actually Lakota from my mom's side of the family. Oh, there you go. Oh, wow, that's yeah. that's even better. Even better, Even exactly. better. Uh, now, tell me, where is Smithers in relation to, say, Vancouver? Uh, we're about 1,400 kilometers from Vancouver. North. North. Yep. Yeah. yeah, well, that wouldn't be Inland. south. You'd be in the States. Yeah, right. Good point. <laughs> Way to go, Frank. Mm. Okay, hey, uh, you're listening via the net, aren't you? Yeah, we don't get any radio reception up here, so... Well, that's we're, terrific. We used to listen to Brian Minter, and he went off the air. Yeah. So mm. I was looking for gardening shows, and we mm. found you about six months ago, so we listened to your the podcast. Oh, oh that's nice. great. Good so to I got hear. up early this morning, so I thought I'd call. Good. Well, yeah, it is like you are up it's early, a- early, early. Yeah, I was up at five. I called a half an hour later because I was still sleepy. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. It's yeah, been a pleasure. thanks for listening and yeah, giving us you. a call. Okay. Good yeah, luck call with us the garden. Anytime. Yeah, take care. All, All righty. There goes Wolf. Yeah, so I I've talked to you about um, a guy who runs a landscaping company yep. out of Waterloo, yep. and his company is called Peace, Love, and Landscaping, yep. and his first name is Wolf, Isn't with an cool? E. Bonham is his last name. So I'm not sure if the Wolf we were just talking to, mm-hmm. probably he doesn't have an E, so it's probably the one the E in well, the end is the Germanic. With, with Vancouver, or at least BC, mm. in mind, I want to give a shout-out this morning to a really nice lady, uh, Nicole McMullen. She's with Trafalgar Tours mm. and uh, starting a, a brand-new show uh, going to be on the air. Um, let's see, Sunday, November 16th at 7 p.m. I'm the host of the show, and she is the expert with Trafalgar Tours when it comes to uh, traveling. And uh-huh. man, oh, man, this, uh, this company is uh, on the cutting edge. They they give you an experience, not just a, a destination. You will have a wonderful experience with them. And all so, of that. what kind of experiences do they put together? Like, well, she, like she wine herself, tasting tours, uh, that kind of thing, or no? They have experts from all over the world, wherever wherever uh, you're going to go, or okay. they recommend tours to you, right. and they say, "Oh, here, we're going to set you up right. with a guided tour." For instance, she has just moved from Victoria, BC, mm-hmm. and that is her specialty. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I want her to come on the gardening show yes. uh, sometime. Uh, maybe in the spring. Yes. And she'll let us all know all about the wonderful gardens out in Victoria and all of that sort of stuff. And uh, so uh, just yeah, I yeah. met her uh, yesterday, and she is just delightful. Oh, good. And uh, we'll, we're going to have a good time on that, and you're going to be really surprised, and there's going to be a, kind of a, a monthly deal that they're going to be uh, offered, okay. which, you know. Which ex- we, we yeah. want to, you know, yeah. be Very given. reasonable, very reasonable oh, travel, cool. folks. Yeah. Nice. Uh, nice. So that's Trafalgar Tours, the uh, travel show. That's coming up Sunday evening, November 6th. 16th, 7, 8 p.m. Yeah, so not tomorrow, but no, the following it, Sunday. You've got it. Excellent. Got it. Okay. Thanks for sharing that, Frank. Well, that's all right. Thank you for uh, listening. <laughs> all right. We're going to go to the, uh, back to the phones. And I'll let you know right now, we have not one but two lines open uh, at, and here's the uh, local number you call, anywhere in the Toronto area, 416-360-0740. And then again, uh, for anyone anywhere in the province, it's toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And uh, we shall return, Charlie and I. Are you ready to come back and do uh, more stuff, aren't you? Absolutely. Are you not walking out the door on me? No. Oh, okay, that's Well, you great. seem to be doing such a good job. I'm <laughs> kind of starting to read the newspaper. but. No. <laughs> <laughs> back in a moment. Oh. 
Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, Forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And the AM 740 jet with Frankie Proctor and uh, Charlie Dobbin aboard. What coming jet? In, oh, okay. We're Sorry. coming in for a landing. Okay. Okay, okay. A few minutes left in the show. Right. And James Patrick Dooley, excellent job as usual, my friend. Margaret is on the line from Eris. Good morning, Margaret. Good morning. How are you, Frank? Good, thank you. Morning, Margaret. And how is Charlie? Excellent. Very good. It's a beautiful fall day. Mm-hmm, it is. Yeah, it's not raining, so it's absolutely great. Oh, it's so starting to rain question. here. <laughs> Go ahead, though. <laughs> <laughs> so my question is, we had some ficus benjamin and hibiscus plants outside during the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've brought them in this fall, and we have them in, in, in the bird shed, uh, so that it's about 70 degrees in there. Mm-hmm. How far do I prune them back, and how often do I water them? Am I, am I allowed to ask both? Yeah, you can. Okay. <laughs> uh, you, you may. So in the shed, where it is about 70 degrees, is there any lights on, or is there any uh, natural yes. light? Yes, the lights are on probably around 10 to 12 hours a day. Okay, and they're bright, like almost like daylight-type yes. lights. Wow, so you, I mean, in a sense... You're give, you're providing a fairly tropical environment for these plants. They yes. were outside all summer, and of course, their winter is going to be very similar to their summer. Exactly. So yeah. I would, I would, if you you can choose a time to prune. I would be inclined to probably prune now or any time in the next month or so. You're probably experiencing some yellow leaves because of the light level differences between outside and inside. One of the ficus has dropped all its leaves. Oh, okay. So if it's, so and, I don't know if it's died or if it's just gone dormant and it will come back. It, it's For now, I would assume that it's gone dormant. Yeah. So what I would do with in a case like that is I would prune back, do a lot of tip pruning to that entire plant. Okay. Uh, you can take off as much as, you know, four inches six inches on every tip okay don't let it dry out completely but don't obviously let it sit in water or anything like that so a okay. little bit of water keep an eye on it look very closely you should see particularly after you prune it you should see some little green new growth starting if that plant is alive which it likely still is as long as it wasn't frosted um, but yeah the the yellow leaves very natural and normal plants are responding to the shorter days even though they're inside they know it's you know it's winter out there so we won't be doing a lot of fertilizing we won't expect a lot of major new growth on plants at this point, but with the amount of light you're giving and the temperatures you're giving, you're going to have to maintain pretty steady watering re- regimen and do start fertilizing in January. Okay. Prune as required. Prune anything dead. It's obviously dead. Okay. And prune for shape. And in the case of the one that's defoliated, prune to try and bust it out of dormancy. Okay. Okay. That's great. That's great. Thanks Thank for your call. Thank you very much. Appreciate gotcha. it. We squeezed you in there toward the end of your... Thank you very much, Margaret. And, uh, right. gee, a lot of ex- excellent uh, questions excellent this morning. Excellent questions from all over the place yeah. and on all kinds of subjects. And quickly, just to, so everybody knows, we did just do a, a checkup on Frankie Proctor and the Movember. Uh, um, you know, he's part of the bandwagon there. Just go to movember.com. Go to English Canada. Top right-hand corner, search Frankie Proctor. It's a bit of a mug shot, but <laughs> yes. whatever. <laughs> I'm sure it'll get better yes, as that burgeoning bush fills and in. And so far, I've raised 30 bucks, I see. Yes, my. So I need, Oof. I need, need some more. more zeros on there. Yeah, yes. yeah. All right, so gosh. stay on that. Um, all right, and I just want to quickly remind people with the cold weather coming. Yes. Remember, let's get check our eaves troughs. We've got to mm. get the leaves out of the eaves troughs. It, 
they look like they're pretty much all down now. Get the leaves off the lawns. Mm-hmm. We're going to suffocate our lawns if we leave leaves out there. If you have a rain barrel, make sure that is no longer attached to the downspout. And keep your hose out as long as you can because we do have to make sure the ground is nice and wet, particularly the evergreens, before real frost hits. So a couple of important things to keep in mind as we're looking at some fairly chilly weather and winter is definitely coming whether we like yeah. it or not. <clears throat> Very shortly we should go to the uh, weather network. And get the latest on that because this this Arctic mass mm. it's c- coming in from the west, I believe. Yeah, north because west. of the uh, yeah the uh, Gulf Stream tropical. No, it's a oh. huge, huge. Oh, the uh, typhoon in Japan. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. right. And it's amazing how that affects us here. I know. It's got this uh, cold air trapped up there, and it's, now it's moving south, hmm. and it'll be covering uh, uh, not only the uh, Toronto area but uh, lots of uh, the U.S. East. Uh, we'll Eastern have to get seaboard. my my son on here. He's studying Earth and atmospheric oh, really? science, so well, he's, let's do that. he's like all over. Over this, uh, you know, movement well, of things oh, up in the sky. Well, let's do yeah, that. He could be our expert on, on okay. the weather. Uh, okay, but he would never get out of bed in time. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Maybe oh, we'll, well have to interview him in what, advance. <laughs> and we'll tape him, <laughs> yeah, so we can let, stay in bed. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for the great calls. Thank you, James, for all your wonderful support. Thank you, Frank, for being Charlie, just the best. you're the best. And uh, we will see you all again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.